Good morning, icons out there in indie pod land. How are you all doing today? Today is a Wisdom Wednesday. Uh, pop in the chat where you're watching from, where you're listening from, what you're up to today, and uh, how I and our guests today for Wisdom Wednesday can be of service. Uh, don't forget, to, this is a big, this is a big one. Uh, Indie PodCon Six is taking place this weekend, September twelfth and thirteenth. Go to indiepodcasters.com/slash/icon6. Tickets are on sale now, uh, and yeah, it's uh, and merch is available too over at youricongear.com for the virtual conference. So, uh, if you haven't gotten your ticket, please do so. Uh, before we, we get to the event, it's 80s themed. It's going to be fun. I've been putting together some uh, slides and things uh, to, to add to the thing. Uh, we got stickers to give away. We have prizes donated by the awesome Larry Roberts from Readily Random Graphics, as well as Jody Krangle for voice acting. Oh, I'm like hitting my, my mic here. Um, and yeah, so if you, uh, when we do the Creative Podcast Workshop, if you are on the winning team, uh, which I'll explain more of that when we get into into it at the event, uh, if you're on the winning team, then you're going to get uh, a, a piece of uh, graphics work done from Larry, and you're going to get voice acting, uh, professional voice acting work done from Jody. So, uh, very cool stuff. It's it's a, a big upgrade for any podcaster to be able to get both of those things. You could get like a new media kit. You could get a new cover artwork. You could get so many other things, uh, as well as get a new intro, outro, commercial, whatever. <coughs> ah, excuse me. Um, you know anything to that effect. So going to be it's going to be a great time uh you're going to want to join us it's held on zoom so uh we'll be face to face for the entirety of the event and uh should should be as if we were all together unfortunately we won't be all together um also this episode is brought to you by IndiePod university go over to indiepodu.com to learn to launch grow and monetize your podcast with us uh learn all the details over at indiepodu.com our guest today was a guest just a couple of weeks ago uh we had such a great conversation we went way over time uh well time uh and we we started to go down a rabbit hole of facebook ads so i wanted to bring her back please everybody give super claps in the chat for super jamie palmer Woo! what is going on jamie how are you i'm good how are you thanks for having me back oh you're of course this is I, i'm excited to talk based i'm always excited to learn too because there's things i don't know either just because i've been doing it for a long time doesn't mean yeah. i know it all because i don't specialize in it or work in it every single day and things like facebook are changing every single you know week so yeah it's good to it's good to have these conversations and learn and if you have questions please drop them in the chat as well as where you're listening from what you're up to and all of that and i apologize for my attire today i i came back in from running to be able to be here for 10 o'clock and i'm probably going to go back out afterwards because i'm 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 feeling it today it's it's, it's, <laughs> go, it's going real I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let that let it go so Jamie, uh, for anybody who didn't see you last time here on the show, just give a quick rundown about you, your agency, what you do. Yeah, I'm a, um, a digital business strategist. So I work with entrepreneurs to help them grow and scale their businesses online. So we help them create systems and strategies and with the mindset and the technology and then, you know, take an action to move forward. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so and you've been you've been doing all this for was it seventeen years? Yeah, seventeen years this month. It's crazy. That's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> like I don't know how that's possible, but <laughs> I, I know, I know. It uh it, well time flies. Like I like I was thinking this morning about something and I'm like, I can't believe it's already been two years uh since the thing I'm thinking about. So th time literally especially right now with COVID, like this whole year just it, it's kind of it's slow, but when you when you think about it, and in in it's added like an almost a year already into what everything else you you know you know what I mean like it's a whole year that you've like can a time add warp. to the time warp. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Time warp. 
It distorts <laughs> reality. For, in fact, there's a video that uh, I think Vox just put up talking about how the, this year has distorted reality um, because of the the time the time warp that we're stuck in. And you would think it'd be slower because like you're not really leaving your house that much, but it's just not. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's not. It's 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 really not. Um, you know, it depends. I mean, it depends on where you're at, what you're doing, if you're taking advantage of the situation, you know, how it, it just depends on where you're at yeah. with it. But for me, it's definitely going by fast. And, yeah, uh, same. you know, it's, it's mostly been a positive thing. So not for everybody, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But so far, knock on wood, uh, <laughs> it's been a positive thing. Hopefully it'll continue to be a positive thing. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Facebook ads um, yes. for podcasting. Now, let, let's talk about like let's give an example of somebody who has a podcast that wants to 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 like I want to get more reach. Is Facebook ads for me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, but <laughs> it it really needs to be done in the right way. I think a lot a, a lot of times I hear people. I mean, I was literally just talking with this client. And we don't really do done for you work anymore. Most of what we do is consulting or one of our our group programs. And I was talking to this client who I've worked with for several years, and they're like, "Well, can't we just hit the boost button?" And I'm like. No, just that that's basically like take however much money you're putting behind that boost and flush it down the toilet. Cause like, Oh, that's how the boost button works. So boost don't do it. So oftentimes people come to me and they're like, well, I boosted this post or I ran this ad and they don't even realize like there's a whole entire ad manager section of Facebook. So yes, you should absolutely be leveraging ads to gain more exposure on your podcast. However, you want to make sure you're doing it in the right way because like using that boost bu button is not the right thing to do. What you actually want to do is if you're doing it, if you're doing your podcast live, like a Facebook, like on Facebook as a Facebook live, you actually want to take that and turn it into an ad or you want to drive traffic to your blog where you've embedded your your podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I and um also making sure that you you got you figured out who the target market is that you're sending it to, yeah. which you can figure out pretty quickly if you, you know, just spend 10, 15, 20 bucks on an ad and you wait 5, 6, 7 days, you'll see like who's being shown the ad and then who's actually interacting with it and then you can start to like close in who you're going to, to distribute that to. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different things that you can do in terms of audiences, right? So you can say like, here are the demographics. My people are between this age and this age and they like Libsyn as an example, right? Which is a podcasting service, just using you as the example, cause it's easy. Yeah. And their Facebook page admins, right? So you could take those demographics and that information and create that into an audience. That's one way in which you could do that. And Facebook has limited that much more than they used to in the past, but there still is a ton of information on the back end that you can leverage. Like you can get as specific as what someone's net worth is, what age their kids are, where they went to college, what degree that they had, what kind of car that they drive, do they own a house, do they rent a house, um, have they traveled in this area recently? Um, there's like almost creepy level stuff that you can still target. <laughs> With that, so that's one way to create an audience. That's what I would call a cold audience. And then there is also data that you can collect by using the Facebook pixel and by using engagement on your Facebook page. And you can use that data to create, or your email list, to create what's called a lookalike audience. And a lookalike audience is really, really powerful because if there are people on your website, they're more engaged than if you're trying to find that demographic with what you would find in a cold audience. These people are still cold, but they're more likely to be people who your people are. Yeah. And you know, I don't think that this, this, I'm going to share my screen here. I don't think the, how, or how long has the, the, 
um, pixel analytics existed because I don't recall this existing like a year or two ago. It didn't. It's new. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's very, very new. I actually think it's within the last 30 or 60 days. They really wow, rolled that, that out okay. to everybody. Um, so yeah. It just, happened, it, it just happened to be at the right time that I was able, that I seen it that, like, when I started to uh, separate my pixels away from superjoeparo.com and uh, indie pot, you know, indiepodcasters.com. Cause it used to be one pixel. You'd get one pixel and then you have to specify like websites and stuff. Yeah. So you, you can have, you have one pixel per ad account and you can put that pixel on multiple websites. Mm -hmm. Um, but this has, they've had this in a beta form for probably about the last year, year and a half. They've, oh, okay. just, they've just started rolling it out to users. Um, I would say in the past, like I said, 30, 60, 90 days, um, mm -hmm. to everyone, but it's it's powerful information, and the cool thing Definitely about is. about this is you can take this data and say, I want to create an audience that looks like people who have been pixeled by my site. Yeah, and that data that they gather there, you don't get any information of it because it's against the terms and the privacy policies. But you the can privacy policies. Yes, okay. <laughs> you can use that information to create an audience and then run ads to that audience. And I think oftentimes people get discouraged when it comes to ads because they run an ad and they try it for a week and they're like, "Well, I didn't see any results." And then I'm always like, well, how much money did you spend? And they're like, oh, I spent $5 a day. And I'm like, okay, well, it's only, you know, $35 that you've spent on ads and you've run one ad to one audience with one type of content. But it with didn't work. But it didn't work. <laughs> Jamie, it didn't work. What it am I work. supposed to do? It's not enough data to make a decision, right? Like, let's just face it. It's not enough data to make an educated decision. And it's not, there's too many variables in that to determine whether it's working or not. You don't know if it's the audience, the copy, the content, the, like, there's just too many things going on in that. And so when I think about, okay, how can somebody gain more exposure with their podcast? There's two things. You're going to want to have a cold traffic ad. So you're going to want to take that podcast or that macro content, as I like to say, and you're going to want to run that to people who don't know who you are. So you, if you have data, use a lookalike audience. If you don't, then you're going to want to pull up those demographics, um, like we talked about, and run ads. Then you're also going to want to have retargeting ads in place if this is something you're planning so, on doing. So so yeah. real quick, you're talking about brand like brand awareness ads, well, right? Great question. It depends on what because this you is are... always the most this is the yeah. most confusing part. Is like, <laughs> what kind of thing do you want to run? Like, ah, well, so I, yeah, <laughs> great question. So if you are, um, it depends on what you're doing, right? So for example, if you are. If you are doing like a live podcast, right, and you do it as a Facebook Live, you're going to want to choose video views for your cold traffic. Okay. However, if you are driving traffic to your podcast that lives on a blog, you're going to want to choose traffic. Okay. So, so brand awareness is literally just showing up in as many people's feeds as possible. Like Correct. They're not I, probably going to click on it, but at least they get the idea. Like they might see it six or seven times and at least acknowledge that it exists. Correct. So I tend to stay away from those two categories on that left-hand side for awareness because those also, Facebook knows who's more likely to like or comment or engage, right? And so yeah. they're going to take that and with the demographics that they gave you, they're going to put that in front of people who are going to like, who are going to comment. Now, if your goal is to get a lot of likes and comments, sure, you can absolutely do that. But for me, that's not necessarily like, okay, great. I don't need a whole bunch of vanity likes. I don't need a whole bunch of vanity comments. I would prefer to have people who are actually going to watch the videos, right? Or actually going to click the link and go yeah. through to the, the website, right? Because ultimately that's the goal. You want them to take that next step in that client journey. And oftentimes when people run ads, they, they have this tendency to like 
let me put all sorts of links to all sorts of things. And it's like, no, every single Ooh. marketing campaign should have a singular focus, yeah. right? Each campaign should have one focus. It shouldn't have, here's a link to this and a link to this. It's like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Cause then you can't <laughs> measure your results. So ultimately yeah. if your goal is to get more views of your podcast that lives on your blog, then you're going to drive traffic to that place. If your goal is, you know, if you're somebody who's doing lives as a podcast, then you're going to want those video views. So for people who are like listening, and if you know, Stephen Green of make the grade, um, he's doing an ad right now for video views, right? And then in that video view ad, the goal is then to drive traffic to sign up for his conference on Thursday, right? right and so right. it's a singular focus right? Like here's the video you want to click through and take this action. So same idea for anybody that's listening. If you do Facebook lives, you want to use video views and you can create an ad out of, um, an existing post. And most people don't realize that. Uh, so I don't think I I've heard that, but where, so hit like, continue. all right, so if I'm going to do this, I'm going to hit continue. Uh, and then you pick your audience right there, whatever you wanted to do. Uh, we'll just let's see podcast launch audience. Then you're going to want to hit manual placements. Where am I not seeing manual placements? So placement. Oh, pl oh, okay. Yeah. And then you're going to want to deselect Instagram and your audience network. Yeah, that's. And messenger. And then you're also going to need to deselect the in-stream videos because those are only 30 seconds. And if you're doing a. Oh, like, ad, like an ad. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. So okay. Keep scrolling down. Yep. And then you're going to hit continue. So this is where you're going to be able to oh, use existing posts. Yeah. Okay. So right is, that, is that relatively new? No. No. I've been that doing that there? for years. Huh. Um, but I most I just people never noticed it because I was always creating my own ads. Yeah. Not so then, like an existing post. So then you would go and you'd hit select post right there. And then you just pick whichever one of those that you want to use. Since this one. <laughs> yeah. So since you're doing video views, you'd want to click on that. And then you would just hit, you, you can add a button here, right? So you could link that to signing up for the podcasting conference this weekend. Yeah. So you'd put the, the URL in there. Sign up. Sign up. Yeah. Update post. And you can't edit any of the copy in here. So you have to do that prior to getting this all set up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, you could add captions, but you're not going to be able to add captions while it's live, obviously. And then you, what you would do is you just hit the confirm button and you'd be good to go. But you had a $100 a day budget set. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm good um, right now. But ultimately, it's really that simple. <laughs> the cool. only thing. The only thing that gets tricky when you're doing ads for videos to make sure that you get the people who engage in that video inside of an audience is you actually have to create audiences for video views in your Facebook ads manager. Oh, so so like go back to, okay, well, that was not what I wanted. Uh, oh. Nope, so this is all, everything you had here was all set up properly. However, right. if you but, want the people who see this ad to go into your warm audience, you have to create a custom audience. So you're going to click that video button right there. Nope, you were right. So cre create, create new, new. Yep. Custom, custom audience. audience. And then see, use Facebook sources, video. video. Yep. And then people have viewed at least. Uh, I usually say 10 seconds or 25% of the video. And then you're going to do, you can choose the amount of days. So the cool thing with this is you can say anybody that's viewed 10% of my video in the past 30 days. Okay. And then you have to. Um, so this would be serving up a second ad to those people that you, that watched that, vi that video I just shared. So this wouldn't be a second ad. This is just what no. we're just creating an audience right now. Um, so you want to, you, the, the weird thing about creating the video audience is every time you make a new video, you have to add it to that audience. So you hit choose videos there 
people who viewed at least 10 seconds of your videos see oh, choose videos. Oh, okay. you have to go through and add all the video uh, okay 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 um I and see. every time you do a new video you have to update that audience but this is your this would be considered your warm audience which is really really awesome for creating retargeting ads so i know you've got your podcast university right what you'd want to do is you'd want to create go through and create your video audiences for all of these and every time you create a new video you add that to the audience so that it continues to grow yeah so okay and then you can edit those audiences somewhere else in here yeah so i can show you how to do it but i always call the name like 10 second video views and then the date because you can go through and every time you update it you just change the date so you know that it's all up to date yeah so you go create audience custom audience custom audience okay I see. and then you do the same thing here yeah so okay so that okay so that's um so that that's that's really that's really powerful, especially if you're doing video as a podcast and then you know creating that audience to serve other ads too, because you know that they've been engaged enough to at least watch ten seconds of your video. Uh, that right. might be worth serving up a hey, come get this free lead magnet since you you obviously have spent at least ten seconds with me. Exactly, come get this magnet. Right. Exactly. So that's what I'm trying to like you know to show people like that. Um, it's layers. It's stones, right? Yeah, it's it, layers. Yeah. It's and not most like people, one ad and done. No. <laughs> and retargeting ads are really tend to be very, very cheap, right? Because most people don't have a massive audience. Um, so the more, if you're super consistent with doing your Facebook Lives, one of the things that I always encourage people to do is, you know, take a Facebook Live, put 50 bucks behind it every week, choose different audiences, have fun with it then have those retargeting ads in place to run to anybody who has visited your website or watched more than 10 seconds of your video or done any of those things. And so you would run those ads to those people, basically anybody who's engaged in the page in the past, say, 30 or 60 days. You don't want to keep running the ads to the same people over and over again. Eventually, you're just going to say, well, they didn't sign up, so... Yeah, Sayonara, they're not my people, right? So yeah. I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't really understand when it comes to Facebook ads. And then you can even take it one step per further. So when you're, when you're say you're selling um, seats to your membership or whatever, you can create another audience that's like anybody who's visited the sales page but didn't check out. And you have the ability to do that in Facebook. So you can say, I want to make an audience of anybody that's visited the sales page but didn't purchase and then run ads to those people. So like when you go to a store, like I was on the LL Bean website the other day looking for something and their ads have been following me all around the internet. And it's like, oh, buy these things. You know, it's like that product that I was looking at. Those are retargeting ads because it knows I visited that page on that website. And so it's serving up that ad to me to try and encourage me to make that buying decision. I got a question about that. Is, are, is there teams of people doing this for every single item or is there like an automated process for that? So with because <laughs> it seems like an awful lot of stuff like Amazon is uh, like, you know, is fo follows around, obviously, and is always serving up ads to things. Sometimes things I've already bought, <laughs> like I already bought the thing and it's still serving me up ads as if I didn't. Yeah. So you can upload your catalog of products. There's a lot of different ways in which you can do that. Um Similar to there's like feed connections where you can Amazon, I'm assuming, has a custom coded RSS feed, if you will. That I take mean, I would think it's got to be all every yeah. too many products. But Shopify is very easy. So if you have a Shopify site, you just connect Facebook to your Shopify site and it'll download all your products and you can sim yeah. very simply run ads. There's a WordPress plugin for it, too, if you have, have WooCommerce. WooCommerce plugin for that. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, unless you're traditional retail, you probably want to create a custom ad for that right because you don't like for you or me we don't want to have like buy this picture of this e-product e right this digital product it's not as sexy as like hey look at this sweater you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's different right so in the service-based industry or the information products business business i'm always like grab your iphone right 
and take a video of yourself talking to the camera and be like, hey there, so-and-so, I saw you visited the sales page and didn't check out, how come? Or like, you know, you give them that urgency yeah. to make that buying decision. But the reason why you do it like that on your phone vertically, which is not traditional, is that it's a pattern disrupt in the newsfeed, number one. And number two, when you're running a video ad, most people don't realize that it's actually an ad. They look at it as it's a video. Most people, yeah. the average wow. consumer doesn't realize that it's it's a video. I mean, yeah. an ad. I, I hope everybody watching and listening understands how much value they're getting out of this. Because I know <laughs> I am. Hey, Olga, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. And uh, she's apparently she's so pumped for this weekend. The ads we're discussing are on Facebook. And that is the correct. They, these yeah. are on Facebook. Um. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that. Uh, well, you know, I noticed the, the pattern disrupt thing um, is is powerful, right? Like, yeah. so I some of my emails that I've been writing, I'll write one word in the title upside down, like I'll use an upside down text, yeah, uh, re rewriter so that it'll write that word upside down, and I'll pick a word that actually you can like make out and read upside yeah. down. But the idea is, is that it, it, you know, it forces you to like, hey, why is what's up with that? Like, why is that word yeah. upside down? And I noticed it a few years ago. Uh, there was a store down in like Baltimore area, um, and it, like the Arundel Mills Mall, and they had like these giant banners like at the front of the store. It was like I don't know, like an old navy or something. They had these giant yeah. banners. There was like four of them. They were all identical, but one of them was upside down. And I was like, I wonder if they did that on purpose or not. Probably, probably it's pattern disrupt. It's basic like human psychology behavior 101 yeah. to draw that attention in. And in yep. the online space, like it's so noisy, right? So like if you can make your ad not appear like an ad, number one, people are more likely to engage. And number two, if you make it personal and you make it like you are literally talking to them and it's not some formal, here I am in my perfectly curated office with my perfect microphone and all this sort of stuff, it, yeah, makes, yeah. it creates that connection and that, that, that resonance that people want when they're making a buying decision. So is there a way to turn a Facebook group into an audience? Is that <laughs> Is that an option? Not yet. They not yet. there are people who have that feature, but not uh, everyone yet. There is there okay. is also a some people who are beta testing um being able to run ads inside Facebook groups. Oh. Not yet, not everyone, but it is it is slowly becoming available. Um, I don't know if you remember or not, but this past year with the Super Bowl, Facebook ran ads for Facebook groups. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like laughing because so many people in the online space were like, Facebook groups are dead, like they're going away and this and that and the other. And I'm like, Facebook is literally rolling out new features for Facebook groups every single week. They're putting... Super Bowl money ad spend behind Facebook groups. Facebook yes. groups are not going away. Yeah. <laughs> like I actually business pages are eventually going to be a thing of a past. Um, it's going to be more like here's your place where you have all your information and it's almost going to be like a website <laughs> and the group will be where people engage inside of that. Like I think that that it's, it's, it's going to be a slow, 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 slow process. So nobody needs to be alarmed like, oh my goodness. Yeah. But I just, you know, you can kind of slowly see it happening as you're watching things change and evolve and how they're encouraging businesses to really leverage groups to create that community because people don't feel as safe um, just simply posting on the internet, right? For everyone to see. I mean, I know for me, I've had people who, and I think I shared this with you, who have followed my page for a year, never liked yeah. anything, never commented, and then spent like $7,500 with me after one phone call. And I'm like, what? I, like, I didn't even know you were following. She's like, yeah. She's like, I see all your stuff first. Like, it's awesome. Yada, yada. Like, knew my whole life story. I was like, wow, I didn't realize I shared this much information. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, wow, okay. It, and it's because 
people are aware that when they comment and they like on a public page, anyone on the internet can see it. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I, I mean, that's the power. I mean, that's one of the reasons that we share things though. And we, and we keep our profiles open is so that people can, you know, they can, yeah. they can go to like find us on Google and then like they click around and they find happen to, Oh, there's this profile. And they're like reading through the article, you know, reading through the, the things that we're posting or go to our Twitter and yeah. they don't follow it, but they, maybe they bookmark it. Cause that's how they do the, Like there's, there's yeah. I'll tell, I'll tell you, Jamie, there is a network of people out there that are not on Facebook that are very hyperactive on the internet um, yeah. and very connected. And a lot of them are only communicating through the emails. And I know this because of my podcast yeah. and people that have reached out to me, like I, you, they don't have a Facebook, they don't have a Twitter, they don't have any of that stuff. They just, they're just on the internet, like yeah. outside of all that world. I, I surveyed, um, I want to say over 200 people who have um, six figure or more businesses. And one of the things, especially as you got over like 250,000, they did not consume their content on social media. Like they didn't use Facebook or Instagram as the way in which they would find a podcast or the way in which they would find a YouTube. They would go to somebody's website and get on their email list or they'd go find the podcast or they'd go find the YouTube channel. Um, but I was shocked by that because I think a lot, uh, I mean, not shocked, but I, it, it's interesting to see that behavior switch because yeah. five years ago, that would have never been the case. And part of the reason why they're doing that now is they're like, there's just too much noise. Like everyone, like so many people have a side hustle now. So everyone's on the internet posting, 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 posting. Facebook user engagement and behavior is up 87% since March. And there is a ton of, of people just constantly posting on there. And so for somebody who's busy, they don't want to have to shuffle through all of this sort of stuff. They want to just be able to get it in their inbox or go to this RSS feed or go to this podcast and have it like automatically show up in their iTunes. And, you know, I think oftentimes people think that, oh, well, email is important. Well, email is the only thing that you even own in the online space and you don't even own it. You're leasing. No, you it, don't. Okay? Even, even, yeah. Even <laughs> if you like pay for your own email host, like for, through your domain and all that, like. You don't you're, actually own it. You're leasing it. Like I'm yeah. giving you my email address until you send an email that I don't like anymore and I'm unsubscribing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. And and I think that people often discount email, but email isn't like dead. You just have to be no. more strategic in how you send it. But I always say to people like, you know, use Facebook ads to gain more warm followers and get them on your list, right? Because the, the money is in the list. Right. I know with great specificity, I can email my list if I have a new product and sell something. It's funny that you bring all that up because we were just talking about that on Monday with the, on the business geeks podcast, uh, <laughs> with, uh, Sam, Jen and I, and, and all like the whole, the whole thing was about email marketing and, and all that. And we actually need to go, we're going to end up re revisiting all of that because we didn't even get into like, the how about like going in about how we go and get the emails and all that stuff and bring and really get into it. So like we, we talked over almost an hour, an hour about it and like only still just scratched the surface yeah. about email marketing. And yeah, no, I, I, uh, I agree. I mean, it was, uh, Sam was like, I'm going to put my foot down and say that th it's more important than your website. Get it starting the email list. Uh, See, yeah. I did the same thing. I did the same thing. <laughs> I did the same thing. And she and she shut me down. I'm telling yeah, you. I mean, she's like, yeah, you can get sales from your email list. You probably won't get sales from your website. You got to have the email list first. I disagree because I get leads off of my website on a regular basis. But I also. Well, if you're just getting started and you don't know how to do websites. Yeah. I mean, I think you need a right? one pager. It's so easy to create a one pager today in today's day like today's age with the website, like there is no but a good, but a good one. I mean, hell I'm still trying to figure it out. Right. Like it's, it's ever, it's ever changing ever. Like it's a quest that you're never going to really complete because you're always going to be looking for that little bit of a bump, a little bit more juice out of it. Yeah. So, but I always say, look, building an online business is an ecosystem. It's a living, breathing yep. thing. Right. So like, if you, if you take a step back from this back in the day, like the Mad Men era days, 
almost everything happens in an office or in a storefront or in a like a specific location, right? And that location had a culture to it, right? It had a look, it, ha it had a feel, it had um, elements of your brand, it had people in it, right? And we don't operate in that way in the online space. So your website and your social media and your online presence is that location, right? And when you think about an office building, they don't, most office buildings or most retail stores don't keep the same thing in the window all the time. Right. Right. Two, it's, two months might be the longest. Right. <laughs> get it. Because then is, it's like the next season's coming up. Right. And it's the same thing with your website or your social media. It's an evolution, right? It's an evolution of you as a business owner. And it's also an evolution of, hey, what is working to create conversions at this yeah. point in time? And I think oftentimes people get themselves so overwhelmed over making it perfect. And it's like, it's just, this is a progress. Like, get this to a place where you feel good about it and move on to the next thing because it's never, ever going to be perfect because it's always changing. And you have to look at it as this, as your retail storefront, as if you were in a mall versus looking at it as here's this static brochure that I'm going to hand out for the next 10 years. <laughs> Yeah, ten years is a long. That's a long time. But you know what I, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you think about it, though, right? If you think about the nineteen sixties, right? They created an ad, and that yes. ad would that ad campaign would need to last years because it was so expensive to create. True, true. But it's not like that anymore, right? So yeah. we're in a way different environment, and so when you think about like how easy it is to create a website or how easy it is to create a graphic leveraging that ability of ease you need to kind of like give yourself some leeway in terms of the perfection piece right because it's not necessarily like yeah. here's this campaign that's going to be in this magazine that comes out once a quarter <laughs> yeah that's a, that's an eternity <laughs> right right it's completely different than what it used to be right it's just yeah. it's different and i think you have to adapt to that and i think all of these things as i talk about it's an ecosystem and they all build on each other and they all feed each other and they all either nurture and help you grow <laughs> or you know you've got some weeds in there which kind of like take over or you create something that's more complex than it needs to be and people get confused and therefore they don't move forward in that in that client journey and that ecosystem doesn't actually grow it's 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 a balance and it's not um it's an art and a science right because there's the art of the marketing piece and the content that you're delivering and then there's the science of what is working yeah you know, it's the science yeah. of, of how to actually run the Facebook ad. <laughs> well, well, right, right. Well, and and uh, yeah, because I mean, we're we're people are so used to now, just like they just flick up, and then there's more. You know, there's something else. And I remember years ago, uh, I interviewed uh, Jim Hill from Jim Hill Media, and he, you know, he's like. Uh, you know, the, the time for the internet was so much easier because like now if I, you know, it might take a year and a half of research to like produce an article, like uh, I had to get all the stories straight, but I had to do a bunch of interviews, like get, you know, um, cause he, he does all everything on Disney. So it's like, I had to interview like all these different Imagineers and like put it in chronological and then put it into a, an article and like you, you chuck it into the black hole of the internet. It's like, great. What else you got? And it's like. That took a year and a half to create. <laughs> like, what do you mean? What else right. I got? Like, I got to, I got to start from scratch again. <laughs> right, right, right. Find the next big story. Like, it's, right. uh, you know, the internet just is is a consumption machine, and um, and we're just uh, like hanging on for dear life as as creators with it. So, yeah. I, you know, I, um, so yeah, I and and I always describe websites as like this 
it's a living, breathing document, right? Like it's it's supposed to be ever changing, ever evolving, always updating. Uh, you know, every maybe every month, maybe every two months, three months, depending on what you know. And then structurally, like a restaurant, every three to four years, you should probably be looking at doing a refresh, right? Yep. Um, maybe five year, five six tops, but you know, I, you know, you gotta constantly be looking to to reevolve, like evolve the the platform that you've built and set the and set the tone right and that's and i and that's why i that's why i I don't disagree i i think having that web you know having the webs that's why i said to sam like no 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 i think a website is like it it might just be like just under the importance of an email because like again with the email if you if you've already built that email list like you already have a whole bunch of contacts and things of, of that specific user base that you're going to sell to like ding, ding, like just start sending those emails, just start getting some sales. Then you can hire yourself a web developer and you don't have to do through the troubles of like, I don't know how to do a website. Like I get it. It's not necessarily that simple. If you're really not that, uh, if you're, if you, you know, not that in tune with, with technology, but uh, you know, I still think that having at least a single page, uh, uh, the way I can see it at the end was at least get your domain name. (laughs) Because, yeah. and I use the example of keepamericagreat.com was not purchased by the Trump uh, campaign, apparently. So yeah. Biden's kind of campaign bought it and, you know, ran wild with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's crazy. And I, so here's the thing. Like, yes, do, the, do that. But here, here's what's worse with email marketing, in my opinion, is people who, and I made this mistake younger in my career when I first started my business. I grew a big email list and then I never emailed them. Well, that's you know what, and she and and Sam was on me about that before as well with the, with the indie pod because like we we would email only a handful of times a year, and one of the commitments I made was getting an actual um, account for Aweber <laughs> instead of like oh I'm using the Mailchimp so I can send like three emails or four emails a month, but then like I never actually end up doing that. Yep. Uh, so switching it over to Aweber so I could send unlimited amount of emails uh, and and. And I'm curating content nearly daily here in the community. So I, I just, uh, to me, like, I got to get back. I got to get on that horse of like, okay, I'm going to like, we created this thing. Like we got, we're going to get off this call. I'm going to go create the email, send it out. Yep. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. And I, I mean, you and I have talked about this consistency is yeah. a game changer. And I think everyone thinks, Hey, I was consistent for three months and I didn't get any results. And I'm just like, oh my God, seriously? Well, the messaging might have been wrong. The the, per- <laughs> the people that you were targeting might have been wrong. Like there's well, so many variables to that. But three months isn't really that long of a time when you think about somebody making a purchasing decision, right? Like and and building trust on the internet. Yes, some people are gonna buy immediately because that's how people some people make buying decisions, while other people might mull it over for six months, right? And, yep. and there's every type of buyer in between. And depending upon the price point of your product it varies greatly, (laughs) you know? And I I just think like consistency is, if you tried something and you were, you know, 90% consistent for an entire year and you did your homework of looking at the art and the science of it, looking at the data and seeing, oh, this resonated, this didn't, and made adjustments accordingly, fine, we can have a conversation about what's not working after you've done it consistently for a year. And really that's, it's, crazy, but that's what it takes. Cause that's what it takes to build a community. And that's what it takes to really start to see conversions and get that, you know, true proof of concept where you can sit consistently convert people over time. And at that point it should be getting easier for you as a whole anyway. Yeah. Like to create that content. It shouldn't be a, a str- as much of a struggle because you're got you you know, it's a muscle, right? Like when I was doing the daily vlogging, like, oh, it's it you know, it was it just turned into like a regular thing. I was it wasn't shy about talking on the camera that I'm holding in front of me staying at the aquarium or anything like that. Like but you know, you get a week out, two weeks out, three weeks out, four yeah. weeks out from being in there and it's just like, ah, oh, do I really want to pull the camera out and like have everybody like looking at me? Like, what yeah. are you doing? that that it just the muscle starts to deteriorate and you 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 know even with this like you know just sitting here and and having a conversation like if i wasn't doing it every single day it just it it, to me it just gets harder and harder the the longer i i go away from doing it that's why like even when i go 
uh, on vacation next week, I will probably still do Facebook lives. They might not, you know, not going to be these, these calls with people here, uh, yeah. you know, sitting next to me, but I, I'm going to do something cause I don't want to lose that muscle memory of yeah. being able to jump on and, and do it. Yeah. So, and people always, I, I, um, I've heard it, I've seen it, I've witnessed it, I've experienced it with clients and in my own business. The first hundred are the hardest to earn. Yeah. <laughs> um, and once you have that first hundred, it's all downhill from there. Cause the first hundred is like the information that you need to be able to make decisions. <laughs> you yeah. know, once you get those first hundred people in the membership or the first hundred people that have bought your product or program, you then have enough data to then say, oh, Facebook, look, here's 100 people who bought something from me. Go make a lookalike audience out of this and find people that are like this, you know? And then you can also pull those people because like 100 is enough people to then say, what are the demographics? What are the things that they have in common? What are the, you know, the the vibrant threads that weave across all these things oftentimes i see people like well i got 10 people what can i learn from this like what what should i be doing with this data and yes you can get some information from that but you're probably not going to be able to see all the similarities in only 10 people right yeah, and i know yeah. that that sounds crazy but we like you might have 10 subsections of people that actually are part of, like that want to be a part of it you just haven't amplified it to get it to 100 so you're like oh, i have 10 10 10 and 10 right or, well 10 times 10 and because i know math um <laughs> but you know it, it's just one of those things you're right like you don't know there, there might be three subsections and of the 10 people you don't you don't even know like they're unknown unknowns you don't even know what can what what brings those people together to make yeah. them all still want to be involved with your product your service yeah. your podcast your whatever yeah. Your First business. 100 are the hardest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I know for sure that. Um, so no, so to, to bring it back to, to Facebook ads, I think so. All right. So let's, let's recap here. Right. So boosting ads still, still down, even though I, I mean, in the, I don't know about the last year, but like a year or so ago, I remember some of my friends having a lot of success with boosting all of a sudden, like they, like they had tried boosting in the past and it was like, just money down the toilet and then all of a sudden like a, maybe a year and a, maybe it was even closer to two years ago like all of a sudden they had much more success with just hitting that boost button and i i don't know if it's gone if that's gone away because i haven't heard anybody talk about how successful it's been for them lately um but i mean generally i try you know i try to discourage them from doing it too but like i said some people that i'm friends with do it and have actually had success but again that's been a while since i've heard anyone talk about how much success they had with yeah it. so so here's the thing with boosting if you have like a retail business right where you have a specific location where you want to drive traffic or a restaurant boosting can work for your business if you have a really solid Facebook page with an engaged audience and you didn't do anything weird, strange to gain new followers, yes, you will, using the boost button, you'll get that ad in front of the people who like your page and their friends. You'll get that ad in front of the people who are within a specific area. But for the vast majority of people, boosting just doesn't work. So there, there yeah. it does work for some people, especially if you just like, I wanna get this in front of the people who like my page, you can boost and that's fine. But like um, that to me, when you boost something, you're just driving engagement to a particular ad, which for the most part is not a great way to measure success with an ad campaign. Well, yeah, because the post that you're boosting probably wasn't an ad to begin with. Correct. So it, it probably didn't have, you know, the thought behind it, or what you were trying to drive to necessarily or uh yeah, so I I, I I get that. I yeah. get that. Um, and then creating those uh, those custom audiences based on who's watching your videos and how long they're watching those videos, uh, that's definitely helpful. And sending people to a video so you can gauge who's actually interested, yeah, and whittle it down from there. Uh, yeah, there, I mean, there's a ton. So you should totally, definitely go back to whatever you watch this video. <laughs> I, I, I will probably be referencing this video myself at some point uh, in the near future uh, to to do to do that. Once we get past the indie pod 
con six event it's live it's virtual it's happening this weekend september 12th and 13th this lady over here is speaking at it i think two two o'clock on uh on the on the 12th i think my i don't know if i'm right on that let me see uh no i am wrong where did, where are you at oh you're 4 45 p.m uh talking about facebook ads so we're talking more about facebook ads uh on on this saturday so if you want to get more about facebook ads go over to indiepodcasters.com slash icon six and get your ticket today before the conference uh, excuse me run uh run, i was to say runs out but happens uh <laughs> it's 80s theme jamie what are you wearing for the 80s i have no idea yet you have no i i ordered a pair of sunglasses i have a shirt Though I, 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 I have some other things I, I probably should wear because I, I set up a second camera so I could stand up through part of the day. Uh, though I don't know if I'll actually be using it. We'll, we'll see because it's kind of tricky. Like, it, yeah, I'm not sure if I'll be using it. I have a lot of neon, like, athleisure. So there you go. That's, that's what I'm, I'm going to do. I'm going <laughs> to find some old school headbands, maybe some yeah. wristbands. So we'll all be on video. We're going to have a great time. There's uh, workshops and tons of speakers, over 30 speakers, Hall of Fame speakers included, uh, speakers from all over the world. Uh, so even though we won't be together, it will definitely feel like we are all together. Uh, we'll be having you know lunch breakout rooms so you could meet and mingle with other podcasters and get to hopefully meet some people that you don't know or catch up with people that you do know you just haven't had a chance to speak with. Uh, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a great time. I'm looking forward to the two day event. So go to indiepodcasterscom slash icon six to get your ticket. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's all I, that's all I got. Jamie, what, what do you got? How can people reach out to you and connect with you and work with you? Yeah. I'm Jamie Palmer on, uh, all Facebook and Instagram things. You can also find my business page at outlier marketing group. With me, Jamie Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just recently on your show, so you should go and check that out. Uh, yeah, it came out last week. I got to promote it on my social media. I know. I got to promote it, too. I, I, I have like four four interviews I got to post and schedule, so I'll, pro I'll have to schedule them out. But I, I literally have it on my task list for today to put it out that, that you were oh, nice. I'm so excited about speaking this week, and I'm sure it'll be a blast. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to, it's definitely should be a fun time. Um, so there's the episode uh, with me. If you go to OMG or uh, outliermarketinggroup.com slash OMG dash radio and scroll down just a hair and you will find our episode there talking all about indie podcon. So Jamie, thank you so much for being a guest again. No uh, it's, it's, it's always great to talk to you. And I look forward to getting you on the, the Super Joe Pardo show, I think in like a month or so. Yeah. Uh, something like that. So we'll be talking more more specifically about business and it'll be, it'll be a good time. So awesome. everybody have a great day. Uh, I will see you tomorrow for a training Thursday. I don't. Uh, I should have looked it up. Uh, actually, no, wait. Oh, we don't have anybody for training Thursday tomorrow because I have a whole bunch of things. Uh, so maybe what I'll do is uh, do a short video or something talking about, uh, I don't know, some topic. I'll come up with something uh, between now and then. It's not a problem. Uh, yeah, so I will see you all tomorrow for training Thursday. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Thanks again, Jamie. Thanks. <laughs>